It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, it's time for Faith and Life to connect on the session here on the New Shine FM. I am Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. <sighs> Big breath. Yes. Because I can't wait to get this show in. <laughs> We're going to be talking about impatience today. Yeah, and true confessions. And true confessions. <laughs> Fine, we'll go there. I have a hunch all of us can relate to this in one form or another. But before we get there, Tom, we turn to God's Word. Well, and let's do this, Scott, out of James chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient, establish your hearts, For the coming of the Lord is at hand. I do feel for farmers. Right. All they can do is stand there and look at the field and go, come on, come on, come on. Right. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to have to be patient. Yeah, they don't have a choice there. You have a two-year-old, you might have a choice. (laughs) All right, so let's define impatience here, Tom. Well, Scott, impatience is the tendency to be impatient. How about that? (laughs) Irritability or restlessness, that's one that's really obvious. An example would be that you crumple up papers in a burst of impatience. You, you got something wrong or something didn't, you made a mistake on a paper, so you just wad it up and you want to throw it away. Yeah, I had a trash bag next to my desk at, when I was a kid for a reason. <laughs> All those papers I had to write. <laughs> so that's where it was supposed to go. That's where it was supposed to go. In the trash. How about All right. That? So how do you see impatience popping up in the Russell household, Tom? Well, it, it is interesting. You know, when I told my wife that we were going to be talking about impatience, Scott, I could just see the look in her eye, and I said it before <laughs> she did. And hopefully I learned something. <laughs> I find that the more stress I experience at work, probably the more impatience I get. So here's an example, Scott, that took place during the Final Four of all times, the Final Four. Gonzaga and UCLA are in the, just starting the second half in a, a very tight game. Oh, yeah. A barn burner. You know, where there's 20-some lead changes in the first half alone. And so I go up and I turn the TV on to tape it while we get ready for bed so that I can watch it in bed. And I turn the TV on and it says, no signal. You need to call this number. And I am right now about ready to pop. And so I call that number, frustrated as could be, and they're like, before we can do this, we need to know what address we're talking about. So I give them our address. 
Well, sir, that's not the one we have on file. <laughs> what do you mean it's not the one on file? That's where I live. It's my. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, what you see is Tom's. You remember the cartoons when a character is getting madder and madder? The the red scale goes up just like a thermometer. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. And I said, meanwhile, the game is going on, and you're giving me fits about where where I live. <laughs> Fix my TV. Fix my TV, yes. Well, I'm sorry. That's not what we have on file, sir. We cannot go on unless we have it. So that's a big one. Unbelievable. (laughs) How about on any given highway in the state of Ohio during construction season? Oh, that's true. Yes. If there's one thing I can't understand, but it also probably shows my impatience as well, too, is why someone would be in such an incredible hurry to pull out in front of you and then travel somewhere between half and two-thirds the speed limit. In the left lane. Yeah. The yeah. speed limit's 70. <laughs> you got to yeah. do that just to keep from getting rear-ended by every semi yeah. on the road. Mm-hmm. And then here's 55-mile-an-hour Mitch in the left <laughs> lane, and you're going, no! And you want to have him, yeah. So great examples. And, and I've been known on 71 when that happens is that I'll go around them, but then I'll kind of slowly ease my way back in so all of a sudden I'm traveling 55 and they're traveling 50. <laughs> well, then there's always that lovely little thing that plays in the key of F most of the time. Oh, Your horn. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. See, there's the polite way to horn. There's the toot toot. Yeah. And then there's the... <laughs> How about yeah. any given red light where the person in front of you doesn't see that it's green because they're on their phone? Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I was at a stop sign this morning, and it almost scared me. I could see to the to the south probably a ha- uh, seven 800 yards down and to the north two, a couple hundred yards, and there's nobody coming. And this gal is sitting in front of me at the stop sign. Now, thankfully, I've been working on it, Scott. I didn't get too boiled. <laughs> but all of a sudden... There's a car coming, and it's probably, it's getting somewhat questionably close, and there's one coming out of the north, and she just goes. And I think she had to be on her cell phone. Yeah. And she got the text sent, and, oh, I can make it, and boom, she took off. And left you sitting there. Yeah. So yeah. I had to wait for the four cars that to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. How about kids? Oh, Are there any issues with patients with the kids? Only when they were at our house growing up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's no. like my students. Yeah, yeah. Until they, I'm fine until they get in the classroom. And what I really have, looking back, have realized that fueled my impatience when it happened. And, and so again, remember, this is true confessions. Was that impatience can look like being inconvenienced? A great example. Saturday, it was the Ohio State Michigan football game. And our sons had a Nike League basketball game on the other side of town. How? Yeah. The people scheduling it. What were they thinking? That's for sure. <laughs> One of our kids actually got married on that day, which was hard to fathom. Oh, now, you, I really have to question, is that really your kid? Right. At that yeah. point, you're like, who are you and have you done with my son? For sure. <laughs> yeah, during the reception up on the screens for the worship, they actually had the game. <laughs> and the, the rest of the story was this. About five minutes before kickoff, one of my sons said, oh, and dad, I left my basketball shoes in the gym. 
they were $125 pair of Nikes, you know, back then. So I'm a bit impatient. As they said, get in the car, we're going to go get them. And then looking back, I was inconvenienced because I was going to miss the beginning of the game. Yeah. I think right. what spawns my impatience the most is lack of respect. Uh huh. When because that's the way it's interpreted in the classroom for me. Uh huh. I'm trying to start class. They won't shut up. Right. I'm trying to get through something. They're not paying attention. Right. And then some of the um, when when I try to redirect the class and I get attitude back. Right. Yeah, right. Then then things tend to <clears throat> escalate just a tad. I don't like being treated like that. And that's in for the classroom certain. not not a good thing. Sure. All right, so we go back. We've read okay. We've read James. We got the definition in. Right. We got that part done. Okay. We've talked about the primary cause of impatience might be the inconvenience factor. Right. Maybe fear of feelings. Right. Yes. It, that that's what happens with me with cable when it goes out and they start asking me technical questions. <sighs> yeah. Um. No. No. That, that doesn't work for me, and yeah. I get impatient because I'm scared of what they're about to tell me to do. Yeah. I've had managers want me to do engineering things to the transmitters or radio stations, and I'm like, um, I'm the button-pushing DJ? <laughs> you, you, you want me to what? You want me to go to the satellite dish and do what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Not going to happen. So we turn to Christianity today, Tom, and yeah. three tips to relieve impatience. So it sounds like this will be good for both of us. Absolutely. As we were having these true confessions, <laughs> and, and I'm sure our wives are out there hoping we're learning a lot. <laughs> They're laughing their heads off because <laughs> they know we're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take a look at one. Uh, one tip that might be helpful, Scott. Okay. Rejoice in affliction just as you would in pleasure. Now, what in the name of heaven uh, and earth? Um, they want us to what? Be happy about it? Yeah. Well, Paul said it in Romans twelve twelve. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Does it really say that? That must be the new English oh, version. Oh, that's got to be that new Tom translation. <laughs> <laughs> be constant in prayer. Well, that certainly is helpful when we are praying about it. When we are being patient in tribulation, it's amazing because if if we allow the tribulation to impact us, then our bodies go off, the adrenaline hits the bloodstream, heart rate goes up, and all of a sudden we are in a full blown crisis, and we're not good. Our, our brains basically freeze up at that point, and, and we're not much earthly good at that point. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, what was your? I remember your definition of stress. I think. Okay, what was it? The body's reaction to what the mind is thinking. Absolutely, Scott. Way wow. to go. Wow. Okay, that's what I kind of, that's what I heard as you read that passage. Awesome. So, any, all right. So, where, all right. So, in all of that, Tom, where does joy and peace really come from? Joy, I am absolutely convinced of, Scott, is the idea that we know we have eternal life. We know that Jesus died for us and we've received him. So the joy is that nothing will ever change that fact. And when we focus there, we have joy. But as Christians, our joy and peace is not determined by circumstance, but it's about waiting on the person of Christ. So again, when our focus is on Jesus, our joy can be complete. Peace, if it's associated with happiness, is circumstantial. It's going to come and go. Amen. And we can be impatient when it's not here, Dad. Got it? Where is it? 
<laughs> so we're talking about, you might have guessed, impatience today on the session and three tips to relieve impatience from Christianity today. Number two. Well, and how about depend on God's faithfulness, not ours? Depend on God's faithfulness, not mine. You know what? That's probably a really good idea because I think God knows better than me. Amen. If we try to rely on our own abilities and faithfulness, we would be pretty much hopeless. <laughs> Uh-huh. Our destiny and our provision, however, do not depend on our faithfulness, but on God's. And this is where it gets really interesting to me. I think part of the meat of this is the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Uh-oh, Scott. Oh, geez, here you go again. <laughs> Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. Now, what's really interesting here is Paul said it earlier in Ephesians 4, he talks about we can grieve the Holy Spirit. So when we're impatient, how can we have the fruit of the Spirit and be impatient at the same time? How can we be existing in the fruit of the Spirit and be impatient? So, so what you're saying is that could be one of those things that grieves the Holy Spirit. Right, like anger could, as an example. Okay. That patience tree doesn't have a whole lot of fruit on it in fact it might just be a little bit shorter than the others <laughs> it's shriveling up are you saying no <laughs> no it's not shriveling up it's not shriveling up but, oh, there, but there were times when i was taking an axe to it uh, <laughs> but yeah it's is the you know when you look at these fruits of the spirit tom that passage out of galatians in your mind is patience one of the toughest ones of that list to to be fruitful in? Yeah, I think so. And particularly when I have had a stressful day or my internal resources are at a low. How about we look at it this way, too? Earlier, we talked in a previous show about our emotional bank account. Yes. I would be willing to bet that when our emotional bank account is low, we would tend to be more impatient than patient. If we have a, a higher level, our, our account is higher, then we have some resources to give. And the more we have to give, the more patient we can probably be. Right. One right. of my biggest issues, Tom, is is I have no patience with inanimate objects. Right. Computers. Sherry's email said that. <laughs> <laughs> Doggone it. We just talked about that. <sighs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. Computers, mm -hmm. the big one. Mm -hmm. I have no patience, mainly because I don't understand them. Right. So when something goes wrong, and you've seen me Vesuvius all over computers in this room. Yeah, that's right. At uh -huh. different times over the years, as things don't work or a new stuff is installed, and I'm going, but I don't know how to use this. I want to break it. <laughs> uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that was, yes. I, I identify with Wreck-It Ralph very, very much. All right. Moving on to number three. Yes. Uh, and thank you for making this easier this week with only three things in it. So we're going to make it. Yeah, see, so it made it an instant thing we could celebrate the success of finishing. Awesome. And yes. I realized how impatient you were getting when we couldn't make it through. <laughs> so I, I did a compromise. Thank you so very much. Number three, we should rely on the Holy Spirit. But the good news, Scott, is that God does not leave us ill-equipped. When we experience his infilling through the Holy Spirit, he works in our hearts and imputes attitudes that make us more like Christ. 
Well, there's a great idea. Wow, radical thought. Yes. One of which includes patience. So as we become more Christ-like, we become more Christ-like in patience. So that little tree of fruit grows a little bit bigger when we become more like Christ because we exhibit more of his attributes. If someone pulled out in front of us when Kathy and I were going somewhere and I was just a nice, calm person, I'm, I'm really worried about that, Scott. I'm afraid she'll pass out and have, you know, hit her head on the, the window. And... Who are you and what have you done with my husband? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. Kathy, I get that. Can you imagine, though, I mean, think about it for a second, the patience Jesus had to have exhibited right. with the disciples even for that short of three-year time span, right? the amount of times when he would tell them things and they just didn't get it. And the night before he was crucified, he told the disciples that you would abandon me. And they did. And how much patience he must have had to be able to say, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to be killed, I'm going to die, and you're going to leave me? You know, I just talked about this this week in in one of the things as we're going through the book of Acts, during that 40 days after the resurrection when Jesus is with the disciples. Uh And one of the first things they ask is, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? They were all so worried about that the whole time they were with Jesus because so many of them thought he was there to just throw out the Romans. Right. And I just can't help but wonder if Jesus just kind of put his hand to his forehead and rubbed it a little bit and went... Oh, my children, you're just not getting this yet, are you? Yeah. I just, that's, that's, that's some of the stuff I kind of wonder about. But anyway. Yeah. If you have a short fuse like Tom and I seem to, <laughs> you might want to pay attention to a little bit of health research that the Huffington Post had. Yes. Those with short fuses, take notice here. <laughs> a new study suggests that impatient people may be at risk of aging faster than those who are more patient. Well, that's because we can't wait to get older. That's right. So the yeah, impatience. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> so impatience is linked to cognitive and social incompetence. Now, surely you know what that means. Now, why? <laughs> Twenty-five cent words again. Yeah, you're pulling out all these big words in the morning. Right. Impatience is linked to cognitive and social incompetence. Yeah. So what you're telling me is I'm an idiot. Oh, no, Scott, I would never tell you that, particularly not on the air. Maybe off the air, I Off the know. air, I'll tell you later, yeah. Uh-huh. No. Cognitive, you're thinking incompetently. So we're thinking improperly. Yeah, that's probably about it. Okay. Not, not in a healthy way. Your inability to cope with life, frustration, and you are at risk for more mental disorders because of it. So all of the little neurons and irons and different firing ons <laughs> in my brain will not necessarily always be working correctly right if i continue to persist with my short fuse because you have an impatient iron in there <laughs> <laughs> i don't know okay so the incompetence is coming out okay i'm starting to get it now oh uh-huh uh, yes so the solution that we've gone over today is to rejoice in the affliction just as you would in pleasure to depend on God's faithfulness, not your own, and to rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Yes. Now we're at a point where we can say, Tom, I've done that. I've tried that. I've done this and this and this, and I've prayed this and this and this, and I still have a hole in the wall of every room of the house. (laughs) Are there times when 
impatience can get to the point where therapy is necessary. Right. To help sort it out. Absolutely. To sort out the cause, perhaps, and maybe discuss solutions. Yeah. And if there's a hole in every wall in the house, maybe a doctor, too. <laughs> a, do- a doctor and a good mud man. <laughs> yeah. um, so if someone yeah. needs to chat with you, you know, there are just issues that you see that the impatience has come into full-blown anger. Right. You know, how can they get a hold of you to chat? Well, Scott, I can be reset at 419-526-5523. And now the fun really begins. The number in Ashland. 419-496-0007. And now we have a new office in Shelby. Which is 567-844-0036. That number is now live, and there's a live body by that phone. We're getting that worked out to pretty much fill up the week of having somebody there answering the phones oh that's fantastic hallelujah so things are going well in shelby we got things you know working out the final things in the business office and that kind of stuff but right seeing patients now in shelby that's right yes praise lord fantastic hallelujah yeah he's expanding our territory so we can impact more communities and more lives for the kingdom there you go hallelujah amen that's great and with all of these changes also means a new website for you that's right we have heritage christian counseling ministries.com and then all three locations are on that one web page very good yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, and I hope you'll wait patiently for the next edition of <laughs> the session. 